now listening to the Seventh Rounders. Welcome back to episode 103 of the Seventh Rounders. Today we are brought to you by Vizio. Um, so John and Chad here. Connor will be on, but classic Connor late, and we just don't we don't have time for it today. John has softball tonight, so. John, it's going to be a, me interviewing you to start the epi, okay? Couple okay. Questions, couple big questions. Okay. Um, we're going to start with this past weekend. You attended the race at Darlington, race one of two at Darlington um, this year, and yep. probably the better time to go because not as hot as it will be in, I believe, July or right around then when they race again. So I think it's August. It's Labor Day. I think it's September. Labor. Okay, so but probably yeah, no, still hot as uh, the beginning of the fall uh down here is warmer than the middle of the spring so, yeah. yeah so you've been there before um you've been to darlington before correct correct i went to the it was the late race it was the hot race both times yeah. and so but that been... one is that that one is hot for your tailgate in the beginning it's a night race so oh that's better so but... you've You've been to Watkins Glen, Darlington. Have you been to any other tracks? Oh, Pocono, Dover, Daytona, Atlanta. Um, Bristol. What is your What is your favorite? It's got to be Watkins Glen. It's my roots. You know, I'm not a big NASCAR guy. I don't actively engage with following it. I did when I was younger. I I'd be honest. I think there used to be 43 cars. I noticed there's 37 now. There's the three stages, which is different. And I knew about probably 20 of the 37 names. There's a lot of names I didn't know. Uh, a lot of young guys. But it was, you know, I had Truex to win. He dominated, won all three stages, was the first driver ever to, to lead a stage at Darlington, actually win the race. I learned that. It was a good time. Fun fact. What other, what other, so you, you said Watkins Glen. Um, any other tracks stand been, out? Been to Indianapolis, too. I forgot that one. I've been to, like, between seven and ten, I might be forgetting some. I'm assuming Pocono is a blast. I've heard only good My things. My parents love Pocono. Uh, yeah. Big Triangle. Daytona, obviously, fantastic time. Good. I, and majority of these, I'll be honest, is when I was younger. Darlington is probably the only one I've been to over the age of 21. So, take that as you will. And a good betting outcome, which is always. Good betting outcome. First time I've won a NASCAR bet in my career. was very happy about it. Uh, Chad, thank you. Chad, if, if any of the listeners out there ever looking for a NASCAR bet, we got to stop talking about this because people are going to turn it off. Chad, your guy. Chad will, uh, Chad will give you some NASCAR plays. Hit me up. I got you. Um, What's your so next second, pa- second part of the interview, um, like I mentioned, you have softball tonight. We haven't really talked to you since game one when you – Told us you hit four home runs, which not sure I believe are three home runs. I did. Uh, all true. Because I can give you my stat line and tell you exactly where I'm at if that's your question. Yes. We'd like to know how have you been hitting the ball recently? How's the fielding been? So I hit five homers in the first three games. I've hit zero homers in the last three games. Uh, I we've So game three, I learned about the, the home run rule where if you're plus two over the opponent, if you hit two home runs before your opponent hits one, you can't hit any more until they hit two, which is bullshit. That that put a bind on me mentally. I hit I hit a first home run, my first at bat in game three this year, and then same inning, one of my teammates hit one, and then we maxed out. So then starting game four through game six, I was like line drives, line drives, and now late in the game, I forget how to hit a home run. I forget. 
but it's fine because I mean I'm, I'm peppering the field. I got the games I have in Homer chat. I've gone four for five, two for four, and four for four. I'm I'm hitting the ball. Uh, we got a walk off in there, but yeah, it hasn't gone over the fence since game three. That's so start. If you go up two home runs to nothing and you come up in an at bat and you hit a home run, does it just count as a double? No. Oh, it's an out. It's an out. It's a whole ass fucking out. It's bullshit. It's absolute. It's an absolute crock. Can't stand it. Huh. And how's your fielding been? Really rocky. The first few games, the last two games, specifically the last game, I got hit the ball more than anybody out there. I play left center typically. Um, no errors spotless the arms finally getting in i'm throwing some darts out there i finally learned how to grip the softball i was sailing some some throws in the first few games because i just didn't know how to grip the ball uh compared to a baseball i was trying to throw it like a baseball it wasn't pretty uh, i was trying to catch it like a baseball also wasn't pretty i've learned now over through six games of experience i feel very confident out there um shout out to the hammies the ankles the tendons the ligaments everything's hung in there so far knock on wood let's hope that continues tonight uh, we've had, we've experienced two rainouts, Chad. So tonight and next week are both rainout weeks. Uh, it should have been playoffs starting this week, but you know, we get some rain down here. So three games left in the regular season. Uh, I'm feeling a, uh, a good finish for you. Um, are you in line for an, a potential MVP all-star game appearance? We're one in five. Uh, so MVP is oh. probably going to go to a winning team. I don't know if that's even a thing. I haven't done the men, men's league thing before. Uh, but I, I would consider myself very much in line. I would hope, uh, but I'm just hoping we get some more wins, catch some fire before the playoffs. We all make the playoffs. So these regular season records are just a facade anyway. It doesn't really matter. Uh, and truth be told, we've lost facade. Look at that vocabulary. I know they just, it's, it's total show. You know, we're, we, maybe we're hustling them. Uh, we have lost the five games by combined. I believe eight runs. It was, we've maybe seven. I think we've had. Four of those be one-run losses, and one was a two-run loss. So do the math there. I think that's six. We've lost four games by six total runs, uh, four of them in extra innings. It's tough. Mm -hmm. Really tough. Uh, we just haven't been able to close. Again, hopefully that'll come. We'll see. I think we're making progress. We, see, we keep saying that, and then we keep losing. So I don't really know if we're making progress. Well, tonight's the night where you guys are going to turn it around. I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you. Um, let's bring Connor in. He is here now. Sideline correspondent Connor Powers has joined the show. Yeah, he looks um, he looks a little he looks good. Intellectual. I ba I basically am a sideline correspondent at this point. I just pick and choose my spots. Yeah. We're happy I, to have you. Uh, yeah. Chad, question for you. I'll interview now. Okay. What's going on with the hair? Uh, okay. So. Back, you know, two weeks ago, I had I had a full on mullet going. Um, it was it was luscious, a little greasy. So then finally, I'm like, I haven't been to, you know, a barber in uh, probably a good five, six months. So. Being at my folks in Candagua, haven't haven't gotten a haircut in Candagua and I go to the closest place and boy, was it a uh, it was a disaster. I get there and. Uh, <laughs> You know, the guy was outside just – he was ripping a couple darts. We that's go and pretty normal, though. He, that's yeah, pretty normal. Yeah, no, nothing against people that rip darts, but he seemed ready to go. He was hacking away. Sounded it was like, like he hacked he, away. He, oh, he was coughing. Oh, I thought you meant hacked away at your hair, dude. Uh, I just, well, both, I guess. So I, I asked him, 
what I usually do is, hey, two on the sides and the back, blend it up, and, you know, leave it a little longer on the top. And I thought he understood. And then he did the sides, and he's like, hey, do you want me to, like, you know, bring the two up higher and then go to longer? Or do you want me to leave the two lower and blend it up more? I'm like, blend it up more. And he literally decided to take what I say and just toss it in the trash can right next to him and just bring that two <laughs> up and then just leave it all up there. So it looks like he was blindfolded. I'm going to be honest. When I saw it, I thought you just buzzed it yourself. So hearing that you actually went somewhere for that makes it so much worse, dude. Yeah, I literally have a flat top. I'm a white amount jumper. <laughs> um, that's the only way I can put it. Um, but you know what? Hats were invented for a reason. So I've been able to hang strong. Haven't really had any meetings and work nice. the last couple of weeks where I needed to uh, take the hat off. Um, so we're fighting right now, you know. Um, I'll, I'll get it addressed probably next month, I'd say. Uh, I have a moving date in D.C., uh, June 17th. So Wow, you know, you're joining the government. Then. What? You're joining the government. Uh, Arlington. Oh, Virginia. congrats on the government role. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> Chad, I remembered I, uh, I've been in New Hampshire, too. As they come to me, I'm going to mention them to you. Okay. New, yeah, New Hampshire is a lovely track. Um, so... Yeah, so I'll get it addressed when it's, you know, about time to uh, to, to move. Um, but right now, I don't see many people, so it is what it is. Um, what else do I have to add? Um, that's, about, that's about all we need, I think. Okay, they're cutting sports. me off. Now, I think we're about 10 minutes in, dude. Yeah. People are starting to lose their minds. If they're still with us, thanks. Uh, truth be told, guys, we, there's not much going on. Uh, we're in a little... Little dead period here. I know NBA and NHL playoffs start soon. We got the Preakness this weekend. No one really cares about regular season baseball other than us, so we're not going to bother. Well, I will say with baseball, all right. My best player in fantasy, Fernando Tatis Jr. He did just test positive for COVID. Hey, same with the whole Yankees coaching staff. I think five five members of the Yankees coaching staff tested positive. However, it looks like the games are going on as scheduled. Um. Tatis is like the sixth dude from my fantasy team to get COVID this year. We got to really reel it in. What are you guys doing after the games, Connor? We like celebrating our wins. I mean, we just moved up to first place, and clearly Tatis wanted a night out in the town, and this is the result. So, But, yeah, I agree. Regular season baseball is just eh. Baseball's got to get it together. I feel like uh, people shouldn't be testing positive like that. You can't have Tatis testing positive. Connor, your team's in first right now? We are T first with Austin Woodlands Johnny fucking baseball team. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. John it's and I. I have like I have like seven ties in categories, which has vaulted me a decent amount. Okay. John and I have a little top top five battle this week. I think I'm third. John's fifth. Right top about six. there. My team's top sliding, six. dude. I haven't clicked yet. I haven't clicked. Waiting for it. I'm just kind of treading water at this point. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm waiting for. Well. We can stick on the baseball front. So uh, as of yesterday, a lot of people aren't going to know this. I don't know how many people actually care about baseball that listen, but he's a top five prospect. The number two hitting prospect in the MLB, Jared Kelenic, was just called up. He will make his debut on Thursday. He's an outfielder with the Mariners. Um, You know, some sites even have him above Wander Franco. Um, so exciting to see another guy get pulled up. You know, I went to Adam and I think Kevin already had him, so that wasn't happening. 
Um, Chad. Yeah. Uh, who's taking the division this year, Boston or New York? Early season prediction. I think we're probably 20% will, of the way through the year. I will say that the Sox just moved to plus 300 to win the division. They started the year at plus 2,500. What are the Yanks? Um, the Yankees, I believe, are around like five or 600. Give me one second. They were the... Tampa Bay still hanging around. I think Toronto's got a young, nice little squad. They're not going to win the division, but it's a good one. Who do you um, think? I would have to throw massive money on that because I think there is virtually no chance the Red Sox win the division. Like the, I, would, the Yankees are still the favorite. So I correct myself. They're still minus one twelve. Red Sox plus three fifty. Blue Jays plus 400, Rays plus 500, Orioles well, plus 8,000. Chad, why are you so out on the Red Sox? They have a plus 30 run differential. That's number two in baseball. Pretty good team. And you know what? Once they're pitching, I, I just don't think their pitching is sustainable. I think they have a horrendous bullpen uh, besides the guy they got from the Yankees, and they have a horrendous rotation for the most part. So once some of those guys that have got off to good starts come back to earth i just don't i don't think they make the playoff season even and i don't think they come close so you think they're a fraudulent squad right now 100 percent. i'd fade them Who's at all your top two teams in the al and then give me your top two in the nl connor you as well um in the al i mean what the white Sox have done without you know eloy and now Luis robert is pretty impressive the, the white Sox are my favorite team in the al they are terrific they're plus 53 run differential is the best in baseball by 20 runs over the Red Sox I just mentioned. That's truly remarkable. Really young lineup you mentioned. They've, they've had some injuries. They've fought through them. Their rotation's stellar. Rodon, Carlos Rodon, Rodon. He's been unbelievable this year. Finally breaking out. Uh, Giolito's been kind of disappointing, I feel like, based on past years. But And I mean, what's his name, who's arguably their best pitcher? Lance Lynn just came back from the DL. Yeah, I mean, they're rock solid. Um, I would say the that, two best teams in the AL are, are New York and Chicago, but I really like Oakland. They're both. I like man. Oakland, but Oakland's got an interesting minus ten on the run differential, which is kind of precarious. Their pitching staff's been pretty poor. Uh, they can hit the ball. I think they'll be fine. Houston's really good again. Houston, that I don't yeah. care if they're stealing signs or not, they're they're good again. Uh, they're going to be a problem. In the NL, uh, I mean, throw out the NL East. It's trash all around, I think, in my opinion. The Braves have been extremely disappointed, I feel like. How are the Giants 21 and 14? Someone riddle me that. The Giants have been unbelievable. They haven't stopped. Uh, Padres and Dodgers are the two best teams still. And you're tossing out the NL Central as well. Um, St. Louis, I would put probably third. Um, and then I still think the Braves are going to be good. They're 17, 17. Don't, don't give up on the Braves yet. Not good on the Braves. So yeah, I'd say the top two are still San Diego and LA, even though I'm with you there. Um, I have no different teams from your list. The AL, I like the Sox and the A's and then the, uh, the NL, I like the, uh, I like the Dodgers and the Braves as my top two teams, even though it's not reflected in the standings. I also, the Brewers are sneaky. I think they're better than the Cardinals and will win that division. Brewers, I mean, once they get, I mean, they have solid pitching. Christian Yelich is actually dead. I don't know if he's going to play. I don't know if he's going to be Yelich again. <laughs> yeah, that was a hideous deal for uh, Terry, I think. But 
bad podcasting there. Um, let's move to. There was something else important. Oh, NHL. So we'll get to the playoffs in a second, but I think we should start with the top news that's circulating the NHL for the worst team in the league, the Buffalo Sabres, back at it again. And the and this time of year comes around, and guess who's not happy, Mr. Jack Eichel? I and let me preface this by saying Taylor Hall has had I think eight points in the last six games. He's lighting it up for Boston. I, you click, you type Taylor Hall in the news section on Google, and it's just every game that he's been on the Bruins. Taylor Hall goal. Taylor Hall goal. They went overtime. He's crushing it. So you John, get out of Buffalo, and it's just it's uh. I was like, you know, I don't think Taylor Hall's his old form. Well, he is. John, I'm I'm struggling with the Sabers. Um, well, what's new? But I I look at it in two directions. One, the Sabers organization is a dumpster fire. Kim Pagula stinks. She needs to like what she did with Buffalo three years ago, hands off, let McDermott and whoever the hell their whatever football ops guy is, let them do it. I'm hands off and buff the bills are good. And she's just overly involved with the Sabres and it's a goddamn joke. Um, she's literally the reason O'Reilly's gone. Do you hear story time? They had back in O'Reilly's last season. O'Reilly's the king of, you know, Plain beer brewskis after games, wins or losses. You know, he's getting he's getting after some brews on the plane back to Buffalo. And Kim Pagula was on one of those flights after a loss and essentially shut it down and they went at it. And O'Reilly the next day was essentially told his agent, I want out of Buffalo yeah. and can have. So Kim Pagula is a fucking problem. She needs to go. But at the same time, you turn and look at it. Eichel is phenomenally, phenomenal, phenomenally talented. Top five talent in the NHL. But he's not a, a, a good leader. He's kind of a shithead. Yeah, and I, don't, I agree. He's not the guy that you want. It, like, you talent. should have known that since he went to BU. I mean, all those BU guys are just jokes. Yeah, yeah. Except for David Ferentz. I'll give him a, a pass because he's from <laughs> Victor, New York. But BU okay. in general, we don't, yeah, we don't mess with BU. But Eichel isn't a leader, and it's just, I mean, he's so talented, but I don't know how this franchise resets with Eichel there. And I, at this point, you're never going to get a big enough return for Eichel. I, I just have no idea what they do. Um, they've actually, the last month, they've been respectable. Um, so what what are your thoughts, John? I just don't know how you can go into next year with the same well, roster. The like, problem is his trade value is so down from where it was like a year ago. Yeah. Not so down. Not so. No, he hasn't, you're, you're still he getting has, a decent pull for him, but. He hasn't demanded a trade yet, which is good. But I feel like he's probably gone. Honestly, if his trade value is too low, do not trade him. Just keep. Yeah. Uh, it, it's there in like a horrible spot. It's almost like Packers with Rodgers. It's just you're stuck. You're a little stuck right now. As the Sabres have been for like 15 years. But yeah, why is Kim Pagula president of these sports teams? She's not even got a sports background. She's a business. She's a rich businesswoman married to, to Terry. Uh, get that shit the fuck out of the front office, please. Yeah. I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, get that shit out of here. 
I don't know how these people don't, it's the same with the Pittsburgh Pirates, dude. These rich people have no goddamn idea what's going on. They have no damn fucking clue what's going on. They care more about their pockets. They don't care about the team. They don't care about winning. And they're in a small market. Get someone in there from Buffalo. Is ter- are they from Buffalo? Do they have any ties to Buffalo? Or they're just rich and bought the teams. I have because no what idea. they're doing with the Bills is working out, like you said. But holy shit, get that shit out of the Sabres organization. I'm, I'm, I'm it. looking it up. Well, I think a lot of it is these people became very wealthy uh, by controlling like all of these businesses. It's uh, very hard for them to be hands off, you know. Yeah. Like they bought this as their next like project. Yeah, I know? wish they'd get the hell out of town. Bro. But yeah. you would think she's smart enough to see what has happened to the Bills since she said, okay, I'm hands off. I'm letting McDermott in the front office run this whole team and they're and they're great right now and yet she wants to continue to be hands-on with the sabers and it's almost like the sabers are like the the real deal for them and then the or sorry the bills are the real deal for them the sabers are like the little play toy that they just fuck around with when they're bored let's try this out let's try this out doesn't work i mean they own did you know that they own that the uh the amerks and a another semi-pro team in buffalo yeah there's a monopoly they're the monopoly family so, I guess looking into the offseason, then we'll hit on the playoffs. But, I mean, the Sabres don't have a lot that they can do. Um, no free agents are, after seeing what happened to Taylor Hall, there's no free agent in his right mind that's going to want to go to Buffalo unless they offer him, like, double the value of what his contract is expected to be. Um, so then, I mean, they're likely going to have one of the first two or three picks in the draft in a weaker draft where that guy's not going to be up year one. Um, They'll have Jack Quinn, their last year's first round pick. He'll probably be up next year. Um, There's no quick fix and they, it's not like they have any guys outside of Eichel that they could unload for a lot of value. So we're, you know what, John, guess what's going to happen. We're going to go into next year. Night one of the NHL season, we're going to be excited. Always are. So, NHL playoffs, um, I brought up an article that, so I think we have, I don't really know how many games are left in the season. It's about over. But it's this about is a- over. All that's left is uh, the Bruins and Capitals play, and then we've got games, let's see, I know the playoffs start the 19th. We've got, yeah, it's a lot of the Canada teams playing here to close out the year. Uh, and I believe that is COVID related. They had their seasons put on pause for some time. Uh, so I know the Canucks are the the main culprit and I see the flames around, but it's a lot of the Canada team schedules in a flux because of the Canucks who are terrible. No, nowhere near the picture, but they got to finish the season out. So, all right. So I have a, a look at what the projected playoffs look like as of last night. Um, or this morning, the, the playoffs are set. Now I'm not sure if the seating is set, but all the teams in it are set. Everyone that's been eliminated has been eliminated. So I, I think for okay. the most part, well, what you're seeing is going to be the final result here. All right, let's go by the seating I see here. So East Division, we have the Penguins as the one seed against the Islanders, who are the four seed, and we have the Caps as the two seed against the Bruin, Bruins as the three seed. It's an exciting quadrant right there. We're, we're going to call them quadrants. Um, yeah, I like Penguins, Bruins, and I like Bruins to come out of there, honestly. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I like 
I like Penguins, Bruins as well. The Bruins are just playing really good hockey. I feel like the the Caps have been relatively unspectacular this year. Um, and I'm going to take the Pens okay. over the Bruins. Connor, do you have anything here? Connor, are you going to be involved in the hockey portion? You're just going to be. I, you don't I, have so. To. Hockey, I don't really watch anything in the regular season. I, I tune in for the genuinely the first time when the playoffs come around. I'm very excited to see Connor McDavid play some hockey. Yeah. Um, I'm almost positive they're in the playoffs. They are. They're they're locked yeah. into the two seed in the Canada, the North Division. Yeah, I did see he, he reached 100 points in 53 games. But uh, other than that, I, I couldn't tell you who like the, the great teams are this year. So I'm excited to... To find my squad that I'm hey, riding I with in the playoffs. Of playoff hockey electrifying goals over the years on my uh, lunch break today on YouTube got me in the right mood. <laughs> it was, it was a 30 minute clip. There's 30 minutes of, of clips. Yeah. Do you know how long that's got it? Oh, was it one clip or no, no. multiple? Oh, I was gonna say you know how long it would take to put together a 30 minute YouTube video. Take it literally days. A 30 minute YouTube video. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that's got it. That had to take someone like maybe months. Oh. Absolutely. There were clips from like all over the time era there. It was fun. It was exciting. Good t- the good thing to use if you want to pass the time, get a little ball tingle for the NHL playoffs, I recommend it. Chad, let's go to the Central. Carolina's the one, Nashville's the four. They've played like the last three games. I think Nashville's won all of them. I don't think Carolina's had their starting lineup in any of them. So I don't know if that really you can read much into. Addy is very excited. The Carolina Hurricanes are going to have about a week off to hopefully knock Nashville off their momentum. Let Carolina get healthy. I know they're a little banged up. Uh... I think Carolina takes care of them with, with absolute ease in the playoffs. Um, I think the real matchups can be Florida, Tampa Bay. Can Florida continue their success from the regular season? It's Tampa or is Tampa going to wash them? Is Mr. Um, Kucherov going to be back for this series? I don't know. Good hockey player. Um, I'm going to go Tampa Bay regardless. Is Addy right there? Addy's Addy. playing basketball. Uh, God damn it. A little um, long, long workout for him. So I want to know from Addy who was out for Carolina last night because I know Aho and Tarkinen were playing. Everybody else was out. Like Stahl, Shvechnikov, Williams, Hamilton. Uh, playoff Ned didn't play goalie. They had Mrazek in there and he just shit the bed. Uh, they had about – I couldn't name much more. I think Nick, Nikas, Martin Nikas. Okay. N-E-C-A-S, I don't know how to pronounce that. He was, I'm pretty sure, out. Uh, they had all about 10 guys that were out, so 10 scratches last night. They didn't play anyone. Uh, all right, but that I will be going with the Predators, my new favorite team. You're going with the Preds, wow. And I'm going to take Tampa Bay over Nashville. Okay, I'm going Carolina over Tampa. Onward. Um, I'll, be ta- I'll be rooting for Nashville because of Ferentz, so I'll take right. them. Okay. okay. And Alyssa. Analyst, can't forget about that beautiful beast. Um, The West Division. Vegas is the one against the four St. Louis Blues. Number two, Colorado Avalanche against (laughs) number three, Minnesota Wild. Why are you laughing? (laughs) I don't don't know. I don't know. Fucking problem. Um, So I'm going to go Vegas. I'm going to take Colorado. And I'm going to take Vegas. To come out of the West. Now, Colorado can still get into that one spot. Colorado's got two regular season games left. Vegas has one. Colorado can still get in the one spot. Now, we can operate as if this is going to be as it is. With Vegas one, St. Louis four, and then two, three, Colorado, Minnesota. I would go Vegas, Colorado, and I'm taking Colorado out of this division no matter what those first-round matchups are. 
I think the Avs are winning the Cup this year, personally. Wow. Yep. That's where I'll I'm at. I'll be rooting for the for the Knights. Uh, Alex Tuck's a former BC classmate of mine. Okay. Nice guy, good hockey player. So okay. I'll be rolling with the Knights. Well I done. do really like the Avalanche. So I, uh, I think McCarr is really good, and uh, they obviously have McKinnon still. Yeah, they're, they're a wagon. They're a yeah. wagon. Uh, I'm actually going to take a future on them here in a moment after we get through this. Last division, Canada division, the ones holding up the regular season. Um, the 3-4, Winnipeg, Montreal are a point apart. I believe that can certainly still be changed. Uh, I don't think by any means that's locked in. I know that Toronto, Edmonton are locked into the 1-2 in that division. Um, so it's really just a matter of who's going to be 3-4, who's going to get to face off against Toronto, who I think is leaps and bounds better than every other team in this division. So I don't really think it matters. Um, what do you I, think? I tend to agree, but at the same time, I haven't seen Toronto or Edmonton win like a relevant playoff series. And I don't think years. this. I think the Canada division is is just by far the weakest out of all three uh, out of all four, uh, and I believe they match up with the Central in round. And then you know after these the divisions go at it, and I think the so Canes, they'll get boat raced. The Canes are going to boat race, assuming they come out of there. Uh, Toronto would be my guess. All right, I'm give me Winnipeg. Okay, interesting. It's an interesting play. I stand Austin Matthews, so I'll go with Toronto as well. Cool. And then I said my way too early cut prediction. We can do this. We can revisit this. I think the Avs win it over Carolina. So uh, what are the divisions that play next? It's going to give me a concussion. It's going to be Central, North, and East, West. Okay, East. I have the Bruins. It's good podcasting again. West, I have the Knights, Bruins. So Bruins, Knights, give me the Bruins. And then Tampa versus uh, Winnipeg, give me Tampa. And then give me Tampa over Boston for the Cup. Okay. Can I say that this NHL playoff format is my favorite playoff format in all the major sports right now? I do kind of love it. I love it. They, they go at it. You get a rep. You get a team, the best team from each division in the final four. I think that's, I mean, I think that's the way it should be. Maybe, you know, maybe this year you make the argument that Vegas and uh, the Avalanche are two of the best four teams, but I think it's it's going to be very exciting to watch. Uh, they will go out in round two, but you got a hell of a matchup in round two, assuming they both get there. So They're only doing it this year because of COVID, right? They just, I don't know. It might be their new format because last but year the, was. The, the divisions were different this year, right? Yeah, they adjusted it. Uh, it. It might be a result of COVID. It probably is a result of COVID. I do not know the longevity beyond it if they plan to keep it. I don't know if they made that announcement yet. If anyone out there is listening wants to submit a fact check report to the seventh rounder's Twitter account, feel free. Chad will respond to your DM. I will. I will. I, John, I tend to agree. I love the format. Trying to picture that in other sports, I don't know if it's possible. It's too many divisions in football, so you can throw one out the window. Unless you want to give four eight-team divisions, which is a lot. It's a lot. That is overwhelming. Um, Connor, any um, overwhelming for football because, truthfully, I mean, it's about four times eight for NHL too. But I just think it's a different game. They play more games in the year, and it's just a better format works for them. 
like for the NBA, like I'm talking like NBA, MLB of similar long years. I think it'd be interesting to see that they try to implement it. Football's totally different. Football's out of question. Yeah. Sorry, I was just reading about uh about football really quick. The uh, Falcons received a trade offer for the number four pick from the the Lions, and uh, we said no. But yeah. So Connor, uh, NBA update for us. All I know right now on the NBA, the Kings are not mathematically eliminated yet. <laughs> So they need to go 4-0, and we need the um, Spurs to go 0-4. And we have a shot. Yeah, and by a shot, you mean a shot to sneak into the play-in game, which then you have to win two games to then get into the playoffs. Exactly, yes. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I'm sorry. No, unlikely, but staying positive. I'm a very positive person. Nice. Um, Go ahead, Connor. Give us more NBA. Well, just sticking with the the play. Well, one, it's exciting. The Sunday's last game of the regular season. And every single team plays on Sunday. So that'll be fun. Uh, Play-in starts, I believe, the 18th, May 18th. And right now in the West, it is the Grizzlies versus the Spurs and the Lakers versus the Warriors. Winner of Lakers-Warriors gets into the playoffs. Loser plays the winner of the Grizzly-Spurs, and then the winner of that game gets the last spot. And then in the East, it's uh, Pacers-Wizards and Celtics-Hornets. Winner of Celtics-Hornets gets the seven seed. Loser plays winner of Pacers-Wizards. Winner gets the eight seed. Celtics are, are they're, they're dead with Jalen Brown out for the season. So. Oh, he is? Jalen Brown had surgery on his wrist yesterday for a torn ligament. He will miss the remainder of the season. They were struggling as it was, so I honestly would not be surprised if they get booted in the playing tournament. Can I give you another team that's absolutely dead? Um, this may be the biggest dumpster fire in the NBA, the Indiana Pacers. I mean, I don't know what the hell's going on there. I watched them, a Kings-Pacers game. Could you imagine anyone in the world watching hey, Kings-Pacers on a uh, Thursday I night? Need, no, no, no. Are you forgetting the Thunder exist? I mean, they're getting boat race night to night. I think they've won one game in their life, like 22. <laughs> yeah, and they, they're 1-21. They, they've been blown out by 30 <laughs> points, I think, double-digit times in that space. It is, I think it's a historically bad run. But they're the, the, only, they're the only team truly tanking right now. Celtics but, lost to them, too. But the Pacers were in the playoffs like two months ago. They were like a four seed. I mean, I watched this Kings game. An assistant coach is fighting with a guy on the court, his own teammate. Like, I don't – I've never – like, complete collapse. I don't know what the hell happened with Indiana. Oh, you saw with um their head coach, they, they got rid of uh, Nate McMillan last year, who was great for them. They got this guy who I, I don't really know his history. Apparently – TJ Warren opted to get season ending surgery just so he wouldn't have to play for this coach because he had this coach as an assistant when he was in Phoenix. So that should tell you about all you need to know. And then they had their assistant coach getting in a fight with uh, Nadaji or however you say his last name um, because he was shooting threes. And then he told he told the coach to F off. But Domita Sabonis is a phenomenal player i will say that and i do think the pacers are going to sneak into the playoffs 
but I don't think they're going to do anything with it. So Warren literally decided because he had surgery before the year started. I had him in one yeah, of my fantasy I, leagues I thinking think it, he was going to come back. So I'm assuming he was just like when it came down to it, he was not pushing rehab. He I no think interest. it was like a, it was like a you can sit out and, you know, come back at like 90 eight percent or you can just opt to have this season ending surgery and like be know you'll be like a hundred percent i think he literally just all i know is the surgery was optional and he was like yeah i'm gonna do the surgery and then it came out after that he just hates this coach so they're definitely a dumpster fire i'd love to see the wizards get into the playoffs because of uh westbrook and beal and then uh the hornets in the playoffs would be fun too with uh lamello and and all of them I believe the Hornets are locked in. I don't, can they miss they the possibility of missing? Or are they locked yeah. in the playoff round or play play in round? If they if they lose both games in the play in tournament, then they then they're out of the playoffs. But they're they're like locked in at the play in like this. They're 100%. yeah 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 yeah. No, they're they're locked in at the uh, the eight seed pretty much. They're so playing like, the Celtics, correct? They'll play the Celtics, and then they play the Jalen Brown out yeah. of the year. When I was in New York City, I took the Hornets first half money line. Sorry, first half and full game spreads, and they. Boat race the Celtics outright, so I think they got a good matchup. I'm trying to go to. I'm actually going to the the Hornets Clippers game this Thursday. Have no idea who's going to actually be in the lineup, but it's always a fun time. And um, I guess we could talk about picks in both divisions. I mean, Connor, I don't know if you have uh, futures playoff futures up, but I'm assuming the Nets and the Clippers are heavy favorites. The Jazz probably. It goes Nets, Nets, Lakers, Clippers. I'm pretty sure. Oof, Clippers are done. I don't have. I don't think the Clippers have a shot. Why is that? Lafra- you, you, Lafra- you mean the Lakers? You mean the yeah. Lakers? Yeah. And Chad lied immediately. It, it's uh, <laughs> Nets plus two hundred, Lakers plus four hundred, Clippers five fifty, Jazz seven hundred, Bucks seven fifty, Sixers seven fifty, Suns fourteen hundred, and then Nuggets thirty five hundred. Fade the box. Fourteen hundred seems extremely disrespectful. Yeah, I think it's the narrative that CP3 has never been to a, a finals. I'm gonna shove that narrative right in my uh right in my pending wagers. Yeah. Can we just talk about how good CP3 is though? I mean, the Suns have been picking in the top five for the last five years. Even Maybe with that's Devin Booker. reason why they actually he, their guys have grown up this year. No, give me a break. Aton's been tremendous. Booker, Who has and it's star? You forget Booker's on the team. Booker was just as good last year, and Aiton was just as good last year. Don't tell me they took massive steps. Bridges is Cam- playing significantly Cameron better. Cameron Johnson's a good player. Campaign. Give me a break with Cameron Johnson. The only one you can make a case for is Michael Bridges, who's been good this year. Don't give me a break with everyone else. CP3 is a Crowder's an excellent defensive presence for him. Veteran presence. Who? Jay Crowder. Oh, Jay Crowder. Frank oh, my Kaminsky? God. Talk about a, a stud. People don't give CP3 any credit. Baffling to me. It's I'm, Chad, you're not 48 and 20 for a 35-year-old point guard, man. You are, though. That's literally it's not. A, you're not. Man, they were like 10 and 40 last year. CP3 it, comes I'm not in. saying obviously he's played a huge role, but you're ignoring the fact all these young guys have grown up this year. It's like, what? 48 and 20? Second in the West? Okay, the same team minus they didn't add CP3 in the offseason. Are they in the playoffs this year? I don't fucking know, man. I, no, yes. Not. Hypothetical yes. game. 
They, the they make the. They, they they're were, probably in the play-in tournament yeah, without CP3. Forget, they were like 8-0 in the bubble last year after the restart without CP3 or 10-0. I don't know how many games. They didn't lose. They almost snuck in the playoffs. You're acting like this team is like a bad without team. Without CP3, they're, they're in the discussion for Cade Cunningham right now. That's absolutely egregious. Erroneous. Terrible. Oh, my God. You're a piece of work. Um, any other sports things? Yeah, I was going to go into some Preakness talk. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Wait, well, wasn't the Derby two weeks ago? Is it yeah. always this close? Yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll take a quick break here, and then oh. we'll have some, some we'll it, talk AJ. horses. Hit them with it. And we're back. Um, John's putting chicken on, but I, I want to talk shit about John quickly while he does that. He called me out for bad podcasting by putting the break when literally – I'm holding the troops together, and he couldn't be like a cut for a break earlier. I'm not looking at my phone when I'm hitting up the the epi. Like I'm focused on you guys, and he expects me to look at the text. I mean, it's just cowardice on his part. Um, Shit. but I walk away for five five seconds, and like eight seconds into the shitting on me, your audio cuts out for like four or five seconds. Yeah, I wasn't going to say anything, but that was that you just followed up bad podcasting with more bad podcasting. That's okay. Well, you know what, John, next time can show some leadership. The Messier special. Yeah, it's the haircut. It is the haircut. Bad haircut, Chad. So, Connor, something we didn't hit on last week uh, in our draft recap. Who was Mr. Irrelevant this year? It was a uh, I forget his name. It was a linebacker from Houston. Uh, let's see. Uh, his name is Grant Stewart, S-T-U-A-R-D. Okay. And, uh, I'm not sure where he went to. Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa Bay, that's right. Um, good for him. I, would you rather, I think you'd rather, you'd obviously rather be Mr. Irrelevant than like an unsigned free agent, right? I don't know about that. I think the benefit of Mr. Irrelevant is, A, you were actually drafted, and B, Mr. Irrelevant's kind of cool. But going as an undrafted free agent, you kind of have some say in uh, in where you go if there are, um, like, a couple teams interested. Um, yeah. And I guess you're taken so late that you're not really guaranteed a contract. Yeah, anyways. Pick. Yeah. 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 I almost think going, you know, undrafted wouldn't be that bad if you're, you know, there's some guys that know they're going to be undrafted free agents. Um, But then even, you know, seventh round guys contribute. Miles Gaskin, the Dolphins now starting running back, was a seventh round pick. Um, So. You know, seventh rounders definitely aren't throwaways by any means. Um, we'll, we'll keep an eye on uh, Mr. Irrelevant 2021 this year with the reigning Super Bowl champions. Um, Connor, what was that um, trade you said you just saw that Detroit proposed to Atlanta? Do you know what the offer was? Do you have the deets? There was no details. It was um, the only reason people know about it is the Falcons released a uh, a video earlier today. Uh like they're inside the war zone, uh, war room or whatever. And it was just Terry Fontenot talking to the Lions GM. And uh, it's rumored that the Lions wanted to take Sewell at four. So it's good that the Falcons didn't take it because they got him anyways. But uh, 
apparently found out just said is the offer any better than the last one and then i you can assume the other side said no and then he declined it and it was pretty short conversation i i would guess it was probably the seventh pick and maybe like the seventh and a future second or this year's third or something like that. I can't imagine it was that that big of a of a package just to move up probably, three spots. And that's probably Atlanta probably was saying, Hey, we want pits here. We know if we trade back to your spot, we're not gonna get our guy. So we're gonna have to see a future first round pick if you want to move up. Um and Detroit wasn't willing to part with anything more than a second. Something along those lines. Um so that's that's interesting. Um, now that you know we've had another week to uh, to digest. Um, what what are your thoughts on? Actually, I I have a good a good little question for you. So I had my dynasty football draft Sunday night, and I picked a guy in the third round by the name of Bad Podcasting. Bad Podcasting. It is Javion Hawkins undrafted free yeah, agent, from Louisville signed with Atlanta. And I, I was looking at this beforehand. Atlanta signed Mike Davis and Cardell Cardell Patterson. So I thought this was a decent little flyer to take on this guy. Uh, he could battle for some reps this year. Is there anyone else in the Atlanta running back room that I'm forgetting about? You you mentioned who already Patterson and Mike and Davis. Mike Davis, yeah. Um, I believe Brian Hill's still on the roster. Who's he's gotten carries in the in the past, but uh, I know no. Ito's gone. Ito's gone. No, no, no one really to uh, to consider. I mean, it was uh, I mean Brian Hill would. We didn't really know what we were gonna do going into the season. It was rumored that Hill was going to take over as, like, the the lead back. But, I mean, the guy, he did have 100 carries last year for 465, which isn't horrendous. But he's not a he's not an every down back. I, I would expect that it's going to be Mike Davis and either Hawkins and Hill as, like, the uh, either third down back or just someone to, to take some plays off from him. And then I think Patterson will be used uh, in spots. Like also as like a gadget guy, I don't think he's going to be receiving like regular carries. Yeah. By regular carries, I mean like like five to ten a game. He'll probably get two to three a game, I'd assume, including like sweeps and all that gadget stuff. Gotcha. But I I like the Hawkins pick. I think he's he's got potential if he makes the roster. Yeah. No, I thought, and he was productive at Louisville, so I thought, you know. Why not there, especially in a, a running back room that's light to begin with. Um, so we'll see. Um, let's go into uh, horse talk. A lot in the news this past Horse week. talk! We have the 145th running of the Preakness Stakes. That comes to you Saturday evening. Um, you know, back to a, to a year when everything's on schedule now. It's it's weird to think how close together the Derby and the Preakness are. So there's is it only one week in between? Because usually horses don't run more than every month, and that's still a lot. 
Um, usually they have like five weeks in between races. So I felt like this was super short. Um, but nonetheless, we have the two favorites, um, being the two Baffert horses, um, Medina spirit, Medina, Medina spirit, who was the Kentucky Derby winner who tested positive for some, uh, HGH we'll call it. Bob Baffert claims a trainer that was taking cough medicine peed on the hay. The horse ate the hay. That's how it tested positive. It's one of the better, you know, stories I've heard. <laughs> but, but, but then today came out and said that they had been applying ointment to the horse for, for dermatitis that had the substance contained. This guy's making up everything and anything he can. I mean, as soon as I heard the news, I knew he did it. He's had, what, like seven or eight horses test positive now? Maybe more than that? Six horses in the last five months and multiple last year. It's every year like, he has. How, how are we supposed to believe that? He just juices his horses. I mean, that's why he wins. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I don't like the guy to begin with. He just gives off this arrogant vibe that was never a huge fan. Um but at this point, it's just ridiculous how, like, after the, the derby, I was just laughing. Like, of course, this horse won that he bought for a thousand bucks, you know, when he's buying other horses for 250 grand. Um, so the horse itself is a, is a good story. Um, doesn't sound like the horse will be suspended for the derby. Um, I think it's going to have to take another drug test before the race. I, I, it's just goofy at this point. Um, but the other Baffert horse that is the, has the second best odds. That's actually the, a better horse that will probably likely win the Preakness, uh, didn't run in the Derby assuming because of an injury. Um, those are the only two horses I'm aware of. Uh, does anyone else have any early plays on this race Saturday night? Yeah, I wanted to throw a couple, a couple tidbits at you here, um, just before getting into it, but. It's a 10-horse field. The Derby was, like I believe, way more, 18 to 20. I can't remember the exact number. Don't really care. It was a lot more, about twice as many horses. Um, this one's spread, so it's only gates 1 to 10 here. Uh, the 7 is historically the gate that has won the most. Uh, I believe it has 16, but everything is pretty much in the double digits, uh, gates 1 through 8 for winning the event, so I wouldn't put too much weight into that. The 9-10 holes have not seen many winners, but... Uh, the 9-10 holes actually have a couple decent-looking horses with co good combos. Baffert does have a second horse in the race outside of Medina Spirit in the 10. His name is Concert Tour. It's the second favorite. Mike Smith's a jockey. He's probably one of the few jockeys that the casual sports fan might recognize. He's won a lot of, uh, he's won a lot of the big races before. Uh, that's a good horse to look at. I'm definitely not taking Medina Spirit. There's no way the horse gods let that one win. Um, another horse that I... Have some in, a, a keen eye towards is uh, in the six hole Rombauer, uh, Flavian Pratt's on on the mount. He's a West Coast rider. He won the Kentucky Derby. I know when uh, when that one horse got disqualified a couple years ago. Absolute chaos, and he won on a long shot. Uh, Maximum security. Correct. Yep. Michael McCarthy's the trainer, and he's won about thirty ish, a little under thirty percent of the races he's taken. He's very picky. They skipped the Kentucky Derby and thought that this horse would be better here. Again, that's Ron Bauer in the 6-12-1. I'm going to be sprinkling on that one to win for sure um, and definitely going to be having it in the exotics. Midnight Bourbon is the 5. That horse was in, uh, I believe, the Kentucky Derby. Started really bad. It closed well. Steve Asmussen, Irad Ortiz, another really really good combo. I like the 5. 
Um, I'm going to include that. Midnight Bourbon's five to one right now. Um, they th- what the people are saying, what the experts are saying, is if he can start towards the front and not from the back. He did close really strong from the back in the Derby. But if he gets a better start here with a smaller smaller crowd, he might be one of the, the best ones that could win this thing. Um, that's where my head's going to. But it, it's a small field. Uh, it is pretty wide open outside of Medina Spear. I think it's way wide open because I don't think Medina is going to win. It did run a slower speed figure I've read with, at a 101 grade, which is slow for the Derby. Derby winner. Um, you gotta you got to wonder if the field's going to be that slow again, if it can keep up. I don't think it's a triple crown horse just based on all the, the controversy surrounding it. I don't think the horse racing gods are going to let it happen, but what the hell do I know? Nothing at all. So in recap, five and six are, I, I like those. I always like having a long shot and the six is that for me, this race. We'll see what happens. Okay. I'll be I, betting on a random horse at the last second. Just a name I like probably. I, another one to keep an eye on. If you want to take a risk, the number nine risk taking is a Chad Brown, Jose Ortiz, another really, really good combo. Um, I don't know if you're into the risks, you could take risk taking just for the name uh, concert tour though. The 10 is really interesting. It might be the best one in the field outside of Medina spirit, just based on, I don't know, whatever you want to determine is best in the field, but we'll see what happens. I don't think this race is wide open. I think concert tour is going to win easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this horse is one has always been seen as faster than Medina spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Medina spirit and the, the one you're talking about something bourbon or whatever, both in coming off racing in the Derby two weeks ago, which I mean, I, I just don't see either of them contending. So I, I think this other Baffert horse wins, wins easily. Yeah. I, I like that one, too. Uh, I'll probably be throwing a, a win on that. But I, I really like this Rombauer, this uh, this six. Just something about it has me a little bit fired up. I don't know. I think it's a, a strong combo. They held him out of the derby for a reason. And it's because they think he can win this race. And they didn't want to give him that two-week layoff to, to get back into shape. So I, I feel good I, about I love that. I love how people who watch and bet on horse racing, they always refer to the horses as, like, the numbers I just like that. It's so like, it's I'll like, take the three. I'll take the yeah. six. I love it. I can't wait. Um, I don't know what time this one starts. I think the, the Derby was like a late six to maybe 7 p.m. Start time. I, I don't know when this starts. Know, how many horses, how many horses are in the Preakness? I know there was Ten. what 20 something for the Ten. Derby. Ten. Am I making that up? You know, I said that the first thing I said was that. So you weren't paying attention. Not listening. Not listening. Caught. Red-handed. Uh, that's like something I would do. It is. And you do it often. You've probably done it in this episode. Yeah. All right. Anything else we, before we wrap up this epi? I know John's got to, you know, eat some dinner before his big softball match. Uh, we can last call. What do you got? Uh, had my, um, you know, we briefly hit on it, but had my uh, dynasty fantasy football draft. Um, first rookie Chad, draft I've ever done. Chad, you know what? Let me stop you. We don't care. Um, here, what is the first drink that you're going to be having on Saturday? What's the first drink after lunchtime that you're going to consume on Saturday? I would probably say, I think you start out Saturdays with vodka sodas. I think that's you're a necessity. Do you like the high noons? Uh, yeah, they're expensive. 
but yeah, I like very. That's the only, like, it's. I know it's not really a seltzer technically, but I'd group it in that category. That's the only one I can still yeah. – the rest, I like, White Claw, Truly, all that shit, done. I, it tastes like it's fruity aluminum at this point for me. I can't drink that shit. <laughs> it's so bad. It's terrible. It's worn me down. Uh, I can't do it anymore. I mean, if you start a day with, like, the seltzers and you go all the way to, like, night, by the, your stomach just literally feels like it's going to implode it's, by it's the end of it. It's a time Yeah. Off. Uh, for my last call, I just want to shout out my favorite NBA player of all time, Russell Westbrook, for setting the NBA triple-double mark last night. 182 for Brody. Shout out to him. He almost won the game, too. That would have been awesome. But rooting for him in the playoffs. You like him more than KD? We don't need to talk about KD, dude. Okay. The – I forget his nickname. <laughs> What's KD's nickname? The Slim Reaper. Or Easy Money Sniper. I thought he was like Tarantula or something. I mean, he's got so many. Tarantula's another one, yeah. Jesus. Uh, do you th- also do you, the net? Do you think the Nets are gonna do it this year? Or are they uh, a little fraudulent? I don't know. It's it's hard to say. They the Harden, Kyrie, and Katie have only played seven games together, fully healthy. So. Uh, I mean, we'll they have the ability to just absolutely dominate when they're all healthy, it makes me but we'll think see. Of the, the, the first year, the big three on the Heat took them about half the year to, to get the chemistry down. They weren't very good when they first started out together. These guys haven't had much playing time together. I'm interested to see how they, they do in the playoffs when they're all when they're all on the floor. But it's going to be fun. My last call is honestly just so much. You know, we, we've been almost in a little bit of a dead period. Football season ended. March Madness came. March Madness went. It feels like it was a year ago at this point. I can't even believe, like that feels like it was totally a year ago. Uh, NFL draft was exciting. That's gone. We're in a dead spot, but it's brief. NBA, NHL playoffs come at the same time. It's an awesome time of the year. You got your golf majors. You got your triple crown races. It's a good time. There's really not a bad time to be a sports fan unless it's during a pandemic when when there's nothing going on like last year. But we endured that. We can endure anything. Amen. Words of wisdom from John. With that, we sail off into the sunset. Chad, the sun's hitting you in such a way right now. (laughs) I know. I'm literally. (laughs) It's hitting his flat top. It's deflecting off his flat top to the cardinal outside. Is a bird still hit your window every day? Uh, no, you, no, you, I haven't you, you seen literally her. look like you, you remember that guy, uh, what was his name? Jerome, the guy who was friends with Arnold and Hey Arnold. It's <laughs> <laughs> what you look like right now. No, you know who I look like? I got to show you this picture. Someone sent it to me and I thought it was very mean. Um, we need a name. They can't see our picture. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> what is that from? <laughs> Isn't that like the Goonies? Yeah. Yeah. You do look like him. Oh, oh man yeah we'll, we'll end it on that one before we roast you too much john good luck tonight Thank uh you. everyone have a great weekend uh, i'll be in philadelphia enjoying it with my wonderful college roommates have fun safe travels chad Thanks. safe drinking and safe i don't know what you're watching this weekend safe horse racing if you're if you're dipping your toes all right see you guys next week yeah love you guys peace Thank you for listening. Production by AJ Bradbury.